Good afternoon, Madison. Happy Friday and welcome to this week's segment of Ish Kandish. Coming to you live from the WSUM 91.7 FM station. Late October is truly a magnificent time in the sports world. The NFL and college football season is getting more serious. Hockey's back. Playoff baseball is nothing short of exciting. And most importantly, the NBA season is back in full swing. And man, has it been an exciting week. The Celtics are looking like a top seed in the East. Wemby showed flashes of greatness. Phoenix is looking dangerous. And most importantly, the Lakers barely squeaked by against a team that had no Beal and no D-Book. Today, I'm joined by co-hosts of The Chop Shop, Nick Steyer and Johnny Grimes, a.k.a. Johnny Rhymes, to break down week one of the NBA season. Uh, how you guys doing today? Yo, yo, yo. Let's go. What's going on? Uh, happy to be here. Thank you, Ish. Uh, happy Friday, as you said. Kind of a, kind of a little bit drowsy outside, but we're still having high spirits over here. I mean, we're high we're energy high guys. High spirits because the NBA is back. Let's go. There he about? is. Let's back. go. Let's go. That's OC's back. finest back. right there, Nick Steyer, by the way. <laughs> back. That's facts. Let's go. He's oh, yeah. the finest. It is a gloomy day, though, I man. It, 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 of the OC. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. they call him. They do. I mean, you're top two and you ain't two. I know oh. it's an overused phrase, but it's... Hey, how are you? Good to see you, man. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll talk after, man. We'll talk after. You like coffee? Thank you for the dinner first. Wow. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, no, we we are very excited. NBA is back. Um, Had a great time watching Bucks uh, Sixers last night, too. Yeah, it was a great game. God, that duo is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. I'm not not a big fan of the name, though. Freak Time. Ooh. uh, Is that that catching traction? I think it's getting a little bit of traction. I think Dame Time shut it down, though. He was like... Gave it a no. He gave it. Free did not time. give it the green light, and he always has the green light. And he didn't give it the green light. Yeah, free time. I, I think that might be a little doing a little too much. I'm uncomfortable with free yeah. time. I don't yeah. Know about that. Yeah. No, that, I, I that agree. Pick and roll is freaky. It, it is. is. It, it really is. Pick your poison. Time man. to run it. Yeah. Okay. It's. <laughs> it's time to run that freaky pick and roll. Yeah, all right. Exactly. You know what? Before I kind of jump into these questions, I want to give a shout out to one of our boys, Max Zelazny. Founder and CEO of Patches Vintage. It's his own clothing brand. Today he's got a pop shop. Oh yeah, wait, a pop pop shop? Uh, pop up shop. Pop up shop. There, that's the word. My bad, my bad. That's why I got the boys from the chop shop here to aid me um, in the terminology. But yeah, he's got a pop up shop going on at the hub from 11 to 5 today. If you got nothing going on and you want to add some fire clothes to your wardrobe, stop by the hub and cop yourself a nice sweatshirt or hat. Shout out Patches. But yeah, no, let's kind of jump into these questions now. So despite an up and down game, the Celtics came up clutch when it mattered the most with key defensive stops down the stretch to seal the W. Who will be the key ingredient for them if they hope to add championship banner number 18? Am I going in on this first? Get in there, Grimes. Get in there. All right. I'll, I'll just start off the conversation with this. I mean, so, I mean, from St. Louis, I don't really have a team. Um, I'm a big like kind of follow just like the players I like the most and of those players usually like Giannis and Steph kind of catch my attention the most so I've kind of been Bucks and and, uh, Warriors fans a little bit the last few years which is like the ultimate bandwagon (laughs) Um, because they they both have won championships the last three years but um, like so I've watched the Bucks a lot and Drew Holiday has been one of my favorite players like kind of from that for the last three years I mean, I just 
Absolutely love the way he plays the game. Such a great defender. I just think he's just so sturdy and like such a winning player. And I think like it's constantly undervalued in the NBA, like having a two way guard who can do do it both ways in the playoffs. Because like, I mean, yes, obviously a player of like Damian Lillard's caliber is like insane and it elevates you to such a high degree offensively. But I just think it's I, I think people overlook how you know, invaluable, good perimeter defense is when it gets to the playoffs. And, I mean, Drew Holiday coming over to the Celtics, I think that's going to be – I mean, and they've had Marcus Smart, Derek White's a great perimeter defender too. But I think Drew Holiday, like, being able to do it both ways, ultimate competitor, I, I think that that was my, probably my favorite addition. Even maybe – okay, not more than Damian Lillard on the Bucks, but, like, it's up there. I, I think in terms of significance, like, that'll be, that'll be looked at as one of the bigger moves of the offseason. I really like that take, honestly, because you are not looking at Drew Holiday in the stat sheet going, wow, he just took over that game. You're going to have to watch the game to actually see what Drew's made of, and he is a winning player. I mean, he's mastered the art of uh, like picking it when someone's going up. He, he gets those blocks, and they're counted as blocks but not steals. You know what I mean? When the, the guy's like gathering, and he kind of just swipes down and gets that ball. I think he had four of those in the last game. So Drew Holiday is the perfect guy to have like alongside Tatum and Jalen. And then now you have Porzingis over there. And that's actually my key to this team, a healthy Porzingis. Because I don't think we've seen a healthy Porzingis and what he can put on a team. You know, he didn't do great in Dallas. You know, he was unhealthy. It wasn't great. Even on the Wizards, it wasn't great. He was just always banged up. I think if we get a healthy Porzingis, it's going to be really good for this team. I mean, once again, nothing but facts from the Chop Shop boys. Just another day in the office. Like you guys mentioned, even though Boston made some huge acquisitions this summer, getting Drew Holiday and getting Kristaps Porzingis, I still believe Jalen Brown will be the key ingredient for their championship recipe. Like as much as I love the Jalen Brown can't dribble with those left hand jokes, like those are undefeated. The internet stays undefeated. We all know this. He's arguably a top 10 shooting guard in the league, posting a stat line last year of 26.6 points, 6.9 rebounds in 67 games. We all know that JT is the main guy and that guys like Drew Holiday and KP will play their role accordingly. Jalen Brown. Yes, I know you're listening, Jalen Brown. I know you are. This summer, you became the highest paid player in basketball. You can't be putting up 11 points on 11 shots on opening night, especially when the Knicks' third best premier defender is guarding you. You've got to be better than that. I think if Boston wants to get past Milwaukee, because that's, that's who I believe they'll meet in the Eastern Conference Finals, they need Jalen Brown to limit his turnovers and be aggressive offensively. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very good a very good take. Um, that has me thinking, though, so you mentioned top 10 shooting guard in the league. Where are we, where are we placing Jalen Brown as an overall player in the league? Like top 25? That's a really good 20? question. I didn't see the official rankings, and, f- and to be honest with you, I don't trust those rankings oh at all. Oh, my God, no. They're like, I mean, Westbrook at 94, like – well, Guys. he had a double-double last night. He, he's leading the league in assists right now with 13. That's what I'm saying. And he also had like four monstrous dunks. He just oh, yeah. brings that energy. Yeah, he, had his, he, he tied his career high in dunks in a game. Really? Yeah, it was like six. Okay, one, was awesome. one thing that I think uh, I, I just discovered this, and I don't think a lot of people know this, though. I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast. Shout out, Bill Simmons. Yeah, he's great. And um, Ryan Rosillo was on there, who I also love. And he pointed out there's a huge misconception with the rankings. Now what they do 
is like they gather their quote unquote like expert analysts for NBA, and they just like they show them a prompt and com- like player A and player B, and they ask you um, which player would you rather have on your team, and then that they compile like the statistics based on like who you chose, and that's what makes the list. So it's not like a overall like rankings thing. Well, I really don't like that because then you get your guy like Drew Holiday again. You get a guy that doesn't necessarily show up in the stat sheet. So they're just doing blank prompts with just stats. No, well, no, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's like player A is Drew Holiday, player B is Chris Asperzingis. Which one would you rather have? And then you would press like Drew Holiday. And then they compile that. So the name is there. So the name is there. Yeah, you know who it is. But so is it like a questionnaire and there's like multiple questions like it's like much it's like a, just like what would you rather questions? Uh, yeah, I'm, or? I'm pretty sure it's literally who would you rather have Drew Holiday, Chris Hasbro, and really? press it, and then they keep like comparing that with a different player until you have another player you'd take over them or something. Now that you say that, I actually really like that. I think that's a really like good that? system. Yeah, because they probably have an algorithm that just. That's what I'm saying. They got to have an algorithm. Yeah, I think yeah. that system is good, but they they got to be using an algorithm and like. Put it together. You know what? Then I don't mind that. Yeah, no, I don't like, or I don't hate that at all. I think that's kind of cool. I think, and I, I also think it's cool, but I think that should be more well known because, like, a lot of times it's you know Chet is going to be above, like that. When you think about it like that, it might make sense of my why it does when you put in that context. Absolutely, because it's like yes, this season I'd rather have Chet Holmgren than Russell Wilson. I mean Russell Westbrook. Mr. Unlimited, bro? You you don't want Mr. Unlimited? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but, like, with, in that context, it makes a little more sense, I think. Yeah. It's still not great. Those rankings are still not great. But it, I think you just have to consider, you know, how it's formatted. and You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I never knew that. That's actually, yeah, thank you for sharing that, Johnny. Like, because now that I have that conception of how the top 100 works, I totally have a different assessment of it. Yeah. But, like, going back to your thing about Jalen Brown – you said, is he top 25? I think he is top 25. I think he's top 25. If, he, if you're an all-star in the NBA, you're top 25 player. Did you see we're going back to the old format? I do, and I love that. Yeah, I do too. I actually thought it was pretty cool to have that like point margin that you had to reach. I think it made it super competitive in that fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, that, that I like that. We're, we're now going to see if it's still competitive as it was, you know? No, I think it honestly will be more competitive now because so, now you got to prove... They're doing East and West Exactly. Now, so, yeah. And like I feel like the, narr- the media narrative over the last like five years has been like the West is just the dominant conference. Like the amount of times I've seen the jaw I'm fine in the West stuff is like... I've seen that clip like a th- th- thousand times at least. So I feel like the East guys like want to prove like, yo, like we're here too. Yeah. I mean, the East is gross. They are it's gross. Disgusting. Yeah. I think they were grosser last year. I think you think so. Yeah, I do. Just because like I am so low on the 76ers this year, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. they honestly had they a, actually put up a really good they, fight. They though. did. They, they could have won that game, but no, I, yeah, I know. No, they like they they played well last night. I just think it's so not sustained. I mean, like. Harden is just such a, just a locker room cancer. Just a cancer. Yes, yeah. that's what. Thank yeah. you. Like, and I just think Joel. I, 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 if he gets injured, dude, they are so like who do they? I'm so like done with. Um, I mean Tyrese Max. Yeah, like, he's cold. He, he's cold. He's, he's actually a dog. Like Tobias Harris as your third best player. Like, I just think they're. I like. I I think it wouldn't be crazy if they went under 500. I think that's ridiculous. If if Joel Embiid gets injured, dude, well, like, okay, that's, like, obviously if Joel, I mean, you could say that about any team if a big player gets, but I really think 
they are not going to win more than 45 games. Like, I'm e- so, even with a healthy Joel? Even with a healthy Joel. Wow. Grimes. Dude, I think their over under was like forty seven and a half or something. Like I'm I would if I'm a if I was a betting man, I would hammer that under for the seventy sixers. This guy I, just has a bounty against Philly, man. I swear I, to God. That's a hot take. I'm just saying. That's a hot take. Grimes saw the script. Not regressed. Yeah, Grimes saw the script about Philly being a top three seed. He's like, no, no, no. We gotta change that. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna share this over the air real quick and let everyone know that they're not gonna be good this year. I just like here I mean I'm just looking at it now like I think the Cavaliers are definitely better. Obviously the Bucks, obviously the Celtics. I could see the Raptors having a really big bounce back season. <laughs> Dude, I'm just I mean, like they got I mean Nick Nurse, I love Nick Nurse as a coach, but like it's probably a little refreshing to have a new face there and like there may be a rejuvenate a little bit. Fred VanVleet's gone. That opens up the door for a few other players like I don't know, I kind of like the Heat, I mean, having a better regular season than they did last year. I don't think uh, Fred Van Fleet not being there is a good thing. I, mean, I don't think that's a good thing at all. I don't think they win more games because he's not there. And also, that's like Drake 2.0. Like, they just, like the Six just lost Drake 2.0. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's a good, necessarily a good thing. I'm just saying, like, Dennis Schroeder's there now. He had an amazing FIBA World Cup. Um, he went crazy in that. I think that maybe opens the door for Scotty Barnes to have a little more responsibility, like carrying up the ball and like maybe allows him to, you know, come into his own a little better. I think just like I just really like their their starting five with Schroeder, Anobi, Barnes, Siakam, and Jacob Podol. I love Podol. And I love Anobi. Like Anobi is kind of a similar player to Drew Holiday in my eyes, where he's like doesn't pop off the statue very much, but like great defender. Just like makes the right path. I think he's just a very winning player. Yeah, I mean, I I actually I think Ananobi's really solid, but he's nowhere near the caliber player of Drew Holiday. No, nowhere no, no, near. No. Oh no, I'm just saying. Oh, like, you're just saying he just, reminds okay. Like he's he's you know he, a he's similar type yeah, yeah no, he's like a really solid three and D guy. I just like don't think Toronto's gonna make any noise. I, okay, yeah, just, I would I'll be on record right now in front of you guys. Like I could definitely see the Raptors finish as a higher seed than the 76ers. I like that hot take. And, and, We're only like 20 minutes into the show, too. I like it. Grimes is bringing the heat. Okay, really quick. I don't want to stay on this too long, but I would I would be on record right now. I think the Bucks, Celtics, Cavaliers, um, New York Knicks, um, Toronto Raptors, and the Miami Heat will all finish ahead of the 76ers. How many, how many teams was that? That was six teams. So we're saying Sixers are a playing team. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, I mean, oh, I feel good about. All right, that. all right. I don't know if the Knicks are there. I don't know if the Raptors are there. Um, yeah, I think Cavs are there. I'm actually very excited about this Cavs team, especially with Max Strus shooting the ball how he does. He also dropped like 27 and 12 in his yeah. debut. Really like, happy for where him did that come contract. from? That's awesome. I mean, I love seeing those like Miami Heat pickups that they just turn into dogs and then they go somewhere else. Like Gabe Vincent on the Lakers now. Like yeah. he's he played well, well last night. Yeah. He played well. And they all just got their money. Are these un- undrafted guys? Gabe Vincent and Max Struess? Yeah. I think yeah, so. Undrafted. Yeah, Struess, Struess was like almost out of the league. Yeah. And, it's, and then Pat, I mean, so I feel like Pat Riley just like goes to like a Starbucks. Sees a worker who's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Like got the athletic ability. He's like, hey, man, I'm be part of heat culture. Yeah. You're going to go that's... train with me. For yeah, me. yeah. Yeah. Meet me in an abandoned gym. Yeah. At the dawn, at, at dawn, 
know what be team, there, be square. Know what team I'm really excited about, and not to get off on a little tangent here, the Brooklyn Nets. I think Ben Simmons is on his redemption tour. I think he's going to be pretty good. He he really didn't play that much. I think he got 25 minutes. I mean, but he's doing the normal things that Ben Simmons used to do. Yeah, Getting the yeah. assists, running the offense well. Yeah, he's not scoring a, a lot, but he doesn't need to to yeah. be a good player, to be an effective player. I think with Ben Simmons, Spencer Dinwiddie said this on Pat Bev's pod, so I don't I want to yeah. I don't want to take this away from Spencer cuz this is his word, it's not mine. He said that basically Ben Simmons is like a Draymond, like a more athletic Draymond Green for them, yeah. and I totally see it because just he has to be like a point forward, and he just has to. And he's an unbelievable defender. I mean, when he was like in his prime, he was all defensive first or second team. I mean, he's a six ten, like he's. I mean, he's literally like got that like LeBron built. He's six ten. He can move like a guard. He's an unbelievable defender. He just has to be like a point forward with him and just be aggressive at the rim and kick it out. He's got a great feel for the game. Just an all mental thing. So I. I honestly hope Ben Simmons bounces back. I really do because he's one hell of a talent, and it would be it would just be awful to see him waste all that. So let me let me ask you this: When do you think Cam Thomas, or if Cam Thomas sneaks into the starting five? Yeah, because didn't he drop like twenty five off the bench? Thirty six. Yeah. Yeah, he's cooking. I think for him though, like that his role with Brooklyn is like literally just to like shoot and score, just be like an ISO score. And yeah, I feel like they don't volume shooter. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they don't need that in the starting lineup. That's why he's just a great like spark plug off the bench. So do we have him as an early sixth man of the year candidate then? I can rock with that. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. rock with that. So just like what Johnny said, if I was a betting man, maybe get your cards in for Camp Thomas sixth man of the year. I think that's. I think he will win six man of the year if Brooklyn's a top five seed, though. They got to. They got to win. It, I don't think it matters if they're a top five seed. You know what? If his stats are through the if he's roof, he's averaging like twenty. That's what I'm saying. If his stats are through the roof, then, I mean, he could win it for Wait, sure. Hold on. What about most improved player and six man of the year? Cam Thomas. Yeah. What were his stats last year? I don't think it was anything mentionable because he just didn't get the playtime. He, he did have those like. I think Didn't he, he have like three forty? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was saying like, three straight forty point games, like yeah. season. Because I mean, he had like those three forty point games, and then the rest, like he really even got playing time or like was put, you know, not a significant role. Okay, and then right before we go to the next thing, just to close the book on this Jalen Brown thing. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna just give you guys like five players, and I want you to say just in the spirit of the NBA, like or ESPN top one hundred players. I'm going to just give you guys five other players and you say if you'd rather have Jalen Brown or this player. I like that. Let's do it. Okay, ready? Okay. First player, Drew Holiday. Two guys on the same team. I'm basically saying which one means more to the Celtics, and I'm going to go with Drew Holiday. I'm going to go with Drew Holiday as well. Wow. You guys would both rather have Drew Holiday than Jalen Brown. Yeah. Okay. I, I honestly probably would too. Cause, but I'm, I'm no, I'm biased because I just love his game. Yeah, so I'm much. a big Drew Holiday guy too. I am but biased as well. I think obviously Jalen Brown's ceiling is higher. Yeah, Jalen Brown's like, an incredible talent, but like Drew, there's just something special about Drew Holiday, man. Like he just so is much. an unbelievable defender, and he's just so he's just like an integral player to like yes. any winning team. I know. Like I he, know. he basically won the. I mean, yeah, he basically won the Bucks the finals. Like he played such a huge role in that. Like mm-hmm. without without Drew Holiday, they're not winning that finals. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this one maybe not very tricky, but maybe. Bam Adebayo. I'm going JB. Really? I'm going Jalen Brown. Okay. Nick? I'm going Bam. I'm going Bam. I love Bam. 
Yeah, Bam's a dog. dog. He's, he's a actually a dog. Too. Yeah, he's a winner too. That duo with him and Butler is just so fun to watch. I just think Jalen Brown's more versatile. I think just Jalen Brown's more versatile offensively. Like I'd rather build a team around JB than Bam. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. if if that's the context of the question, yeah, we're building the team around Jalen because he can score and he can yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. He can do that. But if we already have a star and we're pairing them with Bam yeah. Adebayo, that team that's a good point. That team's going to the playoffs. Yeah, but I'm gonna go JB. I think Bam Adebayo is a better second best player on a team guy. Like if, yes, you know what I'm yeah, oh yeah, he's the Robin. Like, he's a Robin. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's more of a Batman. Like Jalen Brown on like the Pistons would be gross. Yeah, he'd actually not. Like he would be really gross. Yeah, but dude, him and Cade have, would be a cold duo. I'd rather have Bam Adebayo on the Celtics, like supporting uh, Jason Tatum than Jalen Brown. Maybe. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Wait, so are we doing it in the context of like the well, South? Like, yeah, I, that's how well, I'm getting confused. No. Just, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Just in general. Okay, so in general. Maybe in general, I would take Jalen Brown. Yeah, 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 I'm cool. I can rock with but, that. I can okay. rock with that. And then last one. This is probably one, my favorite one. Trey Young. Oh. Stye guy, I'm going to let you go first. This one's tough. This is so I, uh, tough. I really like Trey Young. I think he's. A great talent. I just don't think he's ever gonna win anything meaningful. And I think Jalen has that ability. I really don't like if we're saying, oh, we're plugging in Trey Young on the Celtics. I think it would be a weird little tandem with Tatum because they're both ball dominant. It would just be a bad duo, I think. But if we're not in that context, I don't think we are because that that's messing with my head. Like the plugging yeah, it's in, throw me the... off a little bit. Yeah. I I think Trey Young is so good, and I don't think he gets the recognition that he kind of deserves i'm still gonna go jalen brown here i think i have to go jalen brown over trey young but it's kind of disappointing because trey young is such a good scorer and he's a great playmaker but he is ball dominant if he doesn't have the ball in his hands he can't really play off ball in my mind i don't think and i think that's a huge factor to where you can have jalen brown you can have that star he can go yeah, off the ball, maybe slip some screens, get some buckets at the rim kind of deal. And he can guard better than Trey. I'm not saying Jalen's a great defender, but he is better than Trey. I- I'm taking Jalen. That's fair. I mean, to make the show a little bit more interesting, I'm going to go ice Trey. Wow. Just because I feel like with Trey, is he super one-dimensional? Yes, because he cannot play defense to save his life. But at the same time, he actually has had a track record of like making an impact in the playoffs. I remember in 2021, he helped like lead the Hawks to the Easter Conference Finals against the Cel- I mean against the Bucks, and they took him to six games. And think about like Trey is just like he, like when the lights are the brightest, that's when he performs the best. Like he doesn't shy away from the moment, and that, neither does JB. Besides his game seven against Miami last year, like JB is also a playoff performer as well. But Trey Young, he's got the stats to back. He's got better offensive stats than. JB, granted they're more inefficient, but he's like the main scorer on that team, so he's it's going to be more inefficient. But I think Trey Young, yeah, I mean, he's better statistically. He's showed out more in playoff games. He's also been like the main guy on the playoff team. So, yeah, I'm going to go Trey Young, but it's super close, though. Yeah. can go either way. And then just to wrap it up, I, I'm also going JB. Um, I think, like, I'm very influenced by, like, what I listen to in a basketball context, and, like, I'm huge on Bill Simmons, right? So, like I mentioned before. Um, I just like really like their analysis, and I think they're good at breaking down the game. And Ryan Russillo is kind of like a uh, known, not hater, but he he doesn't love Trey Young's game. Yeah, and through like a lot of people don't man through like his explanations, like it's kind of had an effect on me. And I just like, I mean, just going back to my opinion on like Drew Holiday, like 
OG Ananobi, those type of players. Well, I think like Jalen Brown isn't in that tier defensively. Like he is that two way player that you can count on, like for the most part, going both ways. And also I just think he's at a way more valuable position right now as a wing. And I don't know. I just I just like him on my team more than like I would like to have Trey Young on my team. Trey Young is flashy. He's like one of the best offensive elevators in the yeah, league. Yeah, he's right box now. office. He's I box mean, office. So is JB though. He's had some unbelievable. The pick and roll with Trey Young like is borderline un- undefendable sometimes. Yeah, yeah it's and, crazy. Like, it's really, but I don't know. I I always like Russell always says something like this. Like, would you want to be on the same team with Trey Young? Like, and it's the answer is no. I mean, yeah, probably not. If you're a big man. Yeah, yes, if I'm a big, like all the, yeah, all day. But it's just like I I don't like that type of. And I mean, Jalen Brown isn't like uh, he doesn't not do this either. But like he because he'll also have his moments where he's just having the ball dominate whatever else. But I just I don't know. I I wouldn't. I just don't think Trey Young has a sustainable like game. Yeah, no, I get it because he he's not a two way guy. Yeah. If you're gonna bring it all offensively, that's like the thing about that's what separates like good players from great players is like their two way ability. I feel like to be a top player in this league, you got to be a two-way player. Granted, Trey Young doesn't have the same physical gifts mm-hmm. as Jalen Brown, but I agree with you. I mean, that this one could go either way. Right. I feel like they're great answers all around. I agree. A, a high fives all around, yeah. you guys. High fives all around. I, I like that little because Jalen Brown, I think, is kind of not controversial, but he's he's definitely people have a lot of varying opinions. So, oh yeah, I mean, the, the left hand jokes are unreal. Yeah. Um, those are those are great. But yeah, now to switch gears, I feel like. We couldn't walk away from the mic today without talking about Victor Wembanyama. Um, even though the energy was through the roof for his debut, Luca showed everyone why he's still the king of Texas, dropping a 30-point triple-double and hitting the dagger step-back three to seal the win. What are your guys' initial thoughts on Wemby's play, and could the Spurs sneak into the playoffs as a 7 or 8 seed? Okay, so initial thoughts. I thought it was really cool on stats. I think I was watching like the post-game show after, after the game. I saw something where they're kind of tracking touches on offense now, which is pretty cool that they're displaying that. Wemby had 24 touches, four of them were in the paint. So I think that the Spurs might need to do a little better job utilizing him, but I think it is still game one. He shot, what, six for nine, had a couple rebounds, a couple assists. I know he had two steals, one block, I want to say. Yeah, block on Kyrie, like, first play of the game. Everyone was just, like, going nuts. Yeah, yeah, that little jump shot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it was, like a, it was a holistic stat line for him. Obviously, I think it gets way better for him. I think he's going to have a lot better stat lines to come. But I think that's a good baseline. You got a glimpse of what you can get with Wemby. He needs to get more touches, though. And it was, it was kind of a mid-range game from San Antonio. They weren't getting to the basket great. I thought Tyus Jones got there great. Um, I thought Vassell also Vassell played really well great. too. And he got that bag, and he's actually like showing why he deserves that. Bag. He was playing in the mid range a lot though, so I think they. I mean, that, do... that's San Antonio. That's like yeah. their system. Yeah, like, you're Pop right. is old school. I like that too, and I really like the Zach Collins start with Wemby. I think yeah, a little twin be, tower, tower action. Unique. Yeah, because you want to utilize Wemby's ability to shoot threes and be that guy in the mid range that'll just shoot over someone. But I do think he could get it in the lower post a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very interested that that touch that touches stat is super interesting. I'd be very curious to see what like Lucas is because I'm sure his is I mean through the roof. Yeah, um, his usage rate is like crazy. I but yeah. yeah, I mean, I I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but like I was watching the the highlights. Um, I think like it was like by far the most views on the highlights video of like any game of the first week. Yeah. Like it's, just, it's crazy. I also saw something that 
it was the most watched opening game in 11 years in the NBA. Spurs, uh, Mavs. Oh, seriously? What was the one before? Uh, I didn't see, but it was 11 years ago today. It was the, I mean, this has been the highest since then. In all sports or just basketball? In basketball. Okay, basketball. okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's just moments with Wemby when it's like, okay, yeah, I understand like this guy's been hyped up so much, but it, it shouldn't be legal like what he can do on the back. Yeah, it's crazy. He, capa- like, he's literally an alien. The capabilities he has in terms of just what he's able to do physically are yeah. unbelievable. And he covers so much ground. Covers so much ground. Like it's his wingspan. Like I saw this clip of him um just inside the three point line and he's reaching back in towards the paint and picking picking a driver. And it's like if you could cover like from the three point line to like inside, yeah, that's the that paint. OKC clip, right? Yeah, or yeah, that was not. I mean, just like it's, it's just crazy what he's able to do, and like, dude, I just pray that he stays healthy because it's going to be such a fun season watching how he progresses. Yeah, I mean, I think he looked really solid in his debut. He honestly struggled like throughout the first three quarters, just like getting points on the board, but then he like turned it up in the fourth, had like eleven. Um, he looked really solid. I mean, the Spur. I mean, the reason the Spurs lost that game is just Luka Doncic went like God mode. And just like took over the game, like that double, that like step back over a double team is just absurd. Um, the thing is, like, I think it's gonna take some time for him to get used to the physicality of the league. But like, once he'll figure that out, like all all the great players do, and like his potentials through the roof. I think once he figures that out, it's gonna be scary hours for San Antonio. I thought that was pretty interesting because I think it was Grant Williams that was his primary defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Grant Williams is a bigger body. Like yeah, he, he's the he's shortest. He's the shortest six five person I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, but he's the shortest just, six six. He's percent. a bowling ball. Yeah, he really he's is. huge. He's huge. So yeah. for Wemby, it's going to be hard for him to like back him down, which is why he was maybe trying to go to the mid range more. Uh, I want to ask you this though: Do you think Wemby is going to play enough games to win Rookie of the Year? Because I don't think it's a question whether he's going to put up numbers to win Rookie of the Year. I think the question is: Will he be able? His durability to be throughout the season. Because are you questioning his durability throughout the season? I'm or? questioning a 7-4 guy playing in a physical league that he has not done before. And, yeah, he put on weight, but I still don't think it's substantial enough. I, I wanted to know if you think he's going to play enough games to even be considered. And really quick, I think with the new um, like new guidelines. Yeah, the low management rules. Yeah. yeah, he has to play, is it 65 games, right? I want to say 60. 60 65 yeah so that's like that's a big that's a big factor it's a, it's a good amount but i think he'll be able to play those but those games i feel like with the thing about Wemby, the thing about today's league is like just the advancements in technology and medicine is unbelievable and i just feel like players now know what it takes to recover to the best of their ability so i think he will play at least 60 or 65 games and definitely fulfill the criteria to win rookie of the year which i think he will even though that is the popular answer because after after andre drummond put chet on the floor with a crossover man i mean i don't know how you can recover from that welcome like welcome to the, welcome league, to the league rook that's so funny oh my god like andre drummond on a fast break like, you don't know what this man's gonna do which also makes him like that which also just sets him up for like shacking the full moments all the time but he he like pickpocketed chet stole his lunch money Drove down the court, hit him with a little right-to-left cross, finished with the left. And Chet was just, like, on the ground the whole time. That was awesome. I'm not I'm not a big Chet guy. Like, I just, like, don't like his personality. Hey, we've seen Drummond do that before, though. That's not the first time he's had a highlight reel. 
That is true, but we've seen a lot of lowlights of Andre Drummond oh, post Detroit Pistons absolutely. era. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think Wemby obviously has all the talent to win Rookie of the Year. I'm still very skeptical if he's going to meet the games required. That's my one big thing, and I know Chet's kind of in a similar boat with that same body structure, so maybe he could see some injuries. Scoot didn't look great in his debut against the Clippers. He was he was just so happy to play against his idol, bro. Oh yeah, he, he was, was he was, smi- he was grinning from ear to dunking, ear. Dude. It was it sweet, was awesome. It was awesome, but I do think that. I could see someone besides Wembenyamba winning Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's valid. So do you guys think then, to add on to that point, uh, do you guys think the Spurs could sneak into the playoffs? Yes. I think so. Okay. I mean, after that game, like, we'll see. It's just a funny thing, I think, with what happens in the NBA a lot of times. and I, I don't see this happening with, like, the Rockets or, like, the Pistons or anything like that, but... Well, oftentimes, like, this is kind of what happened with OKC last year. These teams kind of go through a little rebuilding, and then it's like they just get that one player that elevates them or, like, is kind of the key cog and and kind of getting them back to, like, being a competitive team. And I think, like, the Spurs, they had a lot of good pieces last year, but, like, it was nothing close to, like, being competitive. And then just adding Wemby to the mix, I think it elevates everyone else's game and then, like, just pushes people over the edge to, like, you know, just – get this team back to contention. I mean, obviously not contending for a title, but like contending for playoffs, being competitive. Like I think OKC, I'm really high on OKC this year because I think it's just having like that la- that last year where everyone's, you know, working on their own game, like elevating themselves. Now I think this is the year it all comes together as a team, and I think Spurs are in a similar boat to that. Because like, they have a lot of good pieces next to Wemby with Vessel. I really like Jeremy Shohan. Um, you know, I just think, I think they're going to be good, or at least feisty this year. So I completely agree with that take. I still think they're play-in game tier. I don't think anyone's locking them in for not going to the play-in game. I do think it's going to be awesome to see this because Wemby is going to take a lot of pressure off guys like Keldon Johnson, off guys like Vassell. And we saw that. We saw Vassell doing his own thing. Obviously, he got paid. He had that new contract. And I think he's grown into that role of being the primary scorer. But I still think you have to focus on Wemby when they're on the court. So that's going to open up guys like showing to kind of slash a little bit, cut through the lane. It's going to open up driving lanes because you're going to have to stay next to Wemby, you know? So I think it's really going to be cool to see what they do offensively. Obviously, Popovich is a fantastic coach. Yeah. He's going to scheme around Wemby. But it's going to be the guys like Keldon and it's going to be the guys like Vassell that are really going to do it for this team, I think, if they go to the playoffs. Also, don't sleep on Trey Jones. Like, obviously, he's nothing crazy as a point guard, but, like, I think he'll really help out, you know, getting Wemby into, like, a nice pick and roll, like, getting comfortable in that scheme. And, like, I just think he's smart with the ball, like his brother Tyus Jones on the Grizzlies. Like, I just think he's a really nice, like, dependable point guard. Nothing to raise your, like, ceiling that much, but he's definitely not going to lower your floor. And I think, like, you know, that's just a nice, reliable piece to have, like, when you're exploring and experimenting with Wemby, too. Yeah, those are both very valid points from you guys. I think the thing with the Spurs this year is that, they're actually going to be playing for something this year. I feel like that that plays a huge part in just like your locker room environment and just the yeah. culture that you establish. Like Spurs culture is a winning culture. Obviously, over the last couple of the years, they've kind of been at the they've kind of been the bottom feeders of the NBA. But I think this year, getting Wemby and just having the whole city rally around this kid yeah. 
who's not even from the United States. He's from a different country, and they're all rallying around this kid. And, like, all of his teammates are just, like, hyped up, and they have his back. I think Spurs' culture is, like, really at an all-time high right now. I think they could make some noise, but there's just so many good teams in the West. I don't know if they could sneak in as, like, a 7 or 8 seed, but they'll definitely be playing material. If they're not playing material, it's a bust of a season. The only the only reservation I have about because I do think they are talented enough to maybe get into a play-in game, but, like, let me just read off these teams real quick that are – 10 teams before them, which would like it'd be very hard to over or exceed any of these teams. You got the Kings, Nuggets, Mavericks, Clippers, Pelicans, Thunder, Lakers, Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies. Those are 10 teams for the 10 spots. I mean, it, it'd be pretty tough to, to finish higher in the rankings than any of those guys. Yeah, I'm not fine in the West. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. No, nobody's fine. I mean, that is a crazy 10 teams. All 10 yeah. teams that realistically could, like, potentially push towards a title. This is why we need an expansion teams, you guys. It's crazy. Adam Silver, step up to the play. Put a team in Seattle. they got a great culture out there. St. Louis, what's good? Oh, yeah, or, the, or the Dirty Lil. Well, Give up to the Dirty Lil. I, I That's got to be a gritty team, though. It's got to be, like, the that, new grit oh, and grind dude. of the league. Yeah, we'd be in the new Memphis. Exactly. I mean, that'd be electric, though. I did a, I did a project in high school about why St. Louis could – home of basketball team no way do you still is it like a paper or like no, what kind it was, of pro- it was like a visual yeah. no way like one of those like what are those called that you like open it up in it uh, Trifold? Not tri- it's it's like it's like one of those cardboard it's like oh, a 10 oh, by 12 oh, no. and you open it up oh, <laughs> i know what you're talking about, what I'm talking about. do you know what it is though because that's gonna yes, drive me crazy i do know it. Uh, what is that word Oh. I mean, that's like that was like the science fair. Like, we yeah, yeah, like, like a yeah. science fair type of thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, know what I'm talking about, I though. Sty, I feel like Sty's knows what this is. I know exactly what you're talking about. I thought it was just called like a trifold. Maybe I, I really don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it just sound, that doesn't sound right though. I feel no. like it's got a cooler name than that. Tip of the tongue, sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, it'll come to us. It'll come to us. I like wake up in the middle of the night. I like, I'll be like, oh my god, I know what it is. I swear to God. Text from Ish at like one a.m. It's like, just dude, the name I figured it. it out. Like, all right, cool. I can, I can sleep tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate that. Are we doing, um, are we doing some duo stuff or? Oh, we we're gotta, gonna get. Oh, we'll get, we'll get to okay. your duo stuff. We'll get there. Duo thoughts when we're getting Okay, there. sweet. Reminded me, but. Or what were we just talking about though? You're saying something. Oh, that's oh, St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, wait. What was the? I'm like, I want to know what this project was though. Well, it was just like. Basically, it was actually a cool, like, project. It was senior year, and and what you do is you have to do just anything having to do with St. Louis, which is awesome. Like that's sweet. You can do a project on anything that like has St. Louis kind of like in the forefront of. Let's the go. What class? What was the class? It was one of my English classes. Okay, sweet. sweet. And so, like, I mean, as you can imagine, the projects were so wide ranging, and yeah, it, I feel like with that one, you just gotta let your creative mind run yeah. free, which I love that your teacher did that. It's yeah, sweet. no, it was one of my favorite projects I've done. I was just like, St. Louis should have a basketball team because I was really into basketball at the time, and it worked out. But let's go, fun project. Let's go, yeah. dude. When when that comes to fruition, you gotta find that project. Yeah, it's probably long gone no, now. I have it on oh, my you, iPad. It oh, is, let's go. It, it's it, digital, it, man. It, Everything's it, in the cloud, it's bro. Like a Twelve minute presentation. Like, let's go. Let's go. That's sweet. That's sweet. So, I mean, as much as I hate talking about that one team in L.A., the Lakers, I feel like I got to. Um, Anthony Davis was a magician against the Nuggets because he disappeared in the second half. 18 minutes of play, zero points. Can't be doing that, A.D. And seeing Stephen A. rant about that was pretty awesome, by the way. But anyways, um, he bounced back last night, dropping 30 points at 12 rebounds to help the Lakers secure their first win of the season against the Phoenix Suns. 
So how important will he be if the Lakers want to capture a title this year? He's going to be vital. I mean, his health is another thing that we need to talk about. It's not great with him over there the past couple years. Obviously, they bought in Christian Wood. I think he's a non-factor in the playoffs. I think he's just a big man that can kind of score. And yeah, he's going to have to take some minutes from Anthony Davis so Anthony Davis can breathe. But during the playoffs, you have a defensive player of the year that can also hit mid-rangers. I mean, he's a great player when healthy. So if this team is going to make make a run, which they will, they're going to be relevant in the playoffs. It's going to be... I want it to be more on the back of Anthony Davis than LeBron. That that's what I think about it. I mean, I'm gonna like draw a comparison here. I'm not expecting many of the listeners to understand what I'm talking about, but like Anthony Davis is like Jamie Basil in my life. Like I love Jamie Basil is one of my best friends. I think he's like the best dude ever. Like I love being around him. But he would admit he's flaky. He's kind of a flaky guy. He you can't always Count him to get there when he needs to get there. Or go to the event when he needs to go. It's just, with nothing against him. It's that he can't even help it. Really, it's just like in his nature. Anthony Davis, one of the best players in the NBA. Like love watching him play. He's just I can't trust him to stay healthy. And like, and it's not even his fault necessarily. It's just at a certain point, like your body's breaking down from all these injuries, and it's just like, yes, the good is so good, but it's like it's so frustrating when that health issues creep in and it's just like at this point you just expect it you know like i i can't if i I have somewhere i need jamie to be i'm gonna want him to be there but my expectations aren't gonna be like oh jamie basil will be here because i'm gonna let myself down a lot of that yeah so so with yeah yeah so with basil (laughs) i did not expect that basil takes like when you brought basil i'm like dude he's like five eight like where are you going with this but no i get what you're saying though because like he you like want him to be there, yes. but you just know he's going to show up a little bit late. Right, right. And he has so much potential if he yes. shows up like on time. Yes. But I, Basil's the man, so yeah. he always makes up for it. Just right. like AD, he yes. always makes up when for AD's it. When AD's on the court, dude, he's the man, dude. He is so. Wow, that was actually a great comparison. I, Shout out Jamie Bay. Is Bay's listening right now? No, I don't. Oh, Bay's. But, you know, he listened before. So yeah, let's go. He was on. He was on. Yeah, he's he's on. He's substituted for, um, for Jay Grimes. Jay Grimes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That bounce back was actually very impressive, too, because he had. I don't think you, everyone noticed this because I'm more of a stats head that needs to see every single stat. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Right, yeah, all right, yeah. Um, it was three steals, three blocks for Anthony Davis and 30 points and 12 rebounds. This guy's good. If he plays like that, I mean, there's there's no stopping this team. And, yeah, they did beat a kind of injured Phoenix Suns team. I mean, they're banged up. Yeah. Let's be real. You still got Kevin Durant on the court, though. Still got Katie, probably the greatest pure scorer in NBA history. So I think yeah. I think what's going to be impressive with the Lakers this year too is I think they're going to be a little bit more defensive minded too. I think it's not going to be as reliant on the offense to carry it. I think they're going to be a top fifteen defense, and I don't know if they can say that years prior, unless they can. Well, I know with the when they had Frank Vogel, <laughs> he know. was. I don't know. Unless they can't say that. But I think it's going to be impressive when you have guys like Rui Hachimura who can guard too. And I've, also, I've also heard so much about Rui too in the offseason, like how he's training with Braun. And, mm-hmm. Like it's just – I hear so much. Like I want to see it happen. They brought in Torian Prince too. I think that's a good addition. That's well, last night he did a lot of cardio. Yeah, he got uh, a goose egg on the board. A little, little goose egg. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, he got some cardio. Hey, what? He got he had, paid to had, do it. He got paid to yeah, do it. I can't, I can't make fun of him. I can't. That? Like, he's not oh, he did it 18 years? I didn't even know that. Okay. But see, he's the type of player, like, he does, they don't, I mean. 
I mean, KD outscored him by 39. <laughs> but I'm just, like, he's he's like that defender. He makes the right. Yeah, pass. that's not his role. I, no, I, I, I get really it. I get liked it. him on the Timberwolves. I really, really liked him. Yeah, I he was solid in the team. Even in Atlanta, he had some flashes. I just think he's just a solid role player. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We, he's all known for his his iconic post game interview about rebounding. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, Baylor, right? Yeah, Baylor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you, so what you do is um, you box out, you grab the ball, you put it at your chin, and then that counts as a rebound. <laughs> and um, what was it? Yale they lost to. Yeah, I think and, so. um, that was a bad one. Yale. And more of those than we did. The hand motion is what yeah. got me. He's like, oh yeah. And Yale had more of those than we had. Like was that's that so his iconic. Last college game of his career, I think so. And he hit it with an all-time interview. Yeah, yeah like wait, he went out in he style. He went out with a bang. Like it, that was that was crazy. But like I I totally agree with what you guys are saying. I think with LeBron being on that like minutes restriction this year, like they're doing is he that really though. I know, I know, I know. He like already broke it. he already he broke it last night, but like. I think with LeBron, his minutes are going to be lower this year compared to last year. I think they're doing that on purpose so, like, AD can, like, take the keys from the car and, like, hop in the driver's seat. Well, I mean, you could argue, even in their series against the Nuggets, like, it might have been more beneficial for them to lean off of LeBron a little bit and, like, kind of incorporate Reeves and and Davis. I mean, do you remember that game when Reeves in the fourth quarter had, like, 12 points and was literally just closing. Oh, no, that wasn't against the Nuggets. That was against the, Mem- the, Grizzlies. the Grizzlies. That was game one. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, I mean, all that to say, like, I think the minutes restriction, like, yes, I mean, it's because he's old and they want to preserve him for the playoffs. But also it's like maybe it's kind of also trying to facilitate and push a little bit more of a, a different type of, of gameplay that the Lakers put out there, like trying to incorporate Reeves and, and have Davis be the more of the primary guy, like, I don't know, just wean off the re- the reliance on LeBron so much because he's in his 21st year. Yeah. You know? And then we also know that, like, God, this pains me to say this. Like, we're seeing, like, the last years of LeBron, you guys. It's nuts. And it's crazy. I, I used to hate are... this guy because I grew up as a Bulls fan. I still am a Bulls fan. God, I, I, I think, know, I'm thinking about 2012. 20 years? 20 years. I know. 20... Like, dude, this guy's been dominating the league since we were in diapers. Just think about crazy. that for a second. Just, like, that. that is just nuts. Well, like he so. like like Wembenyama, I think was like born after his okay. debut. Yes, yes, I think that's true. That's yeah. definitely true. Because yeah, I think Jalen Hood Shafino, the Lakers rookie, was like two months old when LeBron yeah. debuted. It's, it's crazy, it's crazy man. dude. And I mean, it's also fun to think about this stuff though, because like, I mean, once these guys are getting out of the league, like Curry, LeBron, KD, like that's gonna be such a that's gonna be such a like shock for NBA fans to not have that. And it's kind of cool, but to see like these new stars being ushered, yeah, like Wembenyama, Scoot, yeah, like I think, I mean, Anthony Edwards is already there, like, yeah, like Giannis, Luca, Jason Tatum. We, we still have some time with, some, yeah, with some but it's crazy guys. though, man. Like the NBA we grew up with is like, like four or five years, man. That's gonna be gone. I know. It's crazy, and like the thing is, like LeBron and KD, that was our first matchup since 2018 Christmas Day. Yeah, and it was a great matchup. Came down to the wire. LeBron, KD, man. Yeah, mm. it's nuts, man. But hey, nothing great lasts forever. And you know what? Let's, let's pick up the mood again. Johnny, I know you're going to like this segment of the show. Let's do a quick Mount Rushmore for NBA duos this season. And, like, each head counts as a duo. Okay. You know what I mean? There's four yeah. heads on the Mount Rushmore, right? Yes. Oh, yes, four? Yes, yes. Yeah, four. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, We don't have that much time. Do you want me to just kind of, like, throw a few at you guys? We got, we got time. We got seven minutes on the clock. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is, is this our last thing we're doing? I think it's going to be our last okay. thing. Yeah. Gotcha. I will – I can start, like, just throwing – 
Let me throw out. So I have a list of twelve possible um, duos that we could throw on there, and I'll just I'll put them out there. I'll let you guys think about them for a second, and then we can get into Rushmore's just so like we're aware of like what the options are. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Right. So, and I mean, these are just throwing potential uh, duos we could put on this Rushmore. There we go. We got Jokic Murray, um, Giannis Lillard, Durant Booker. Tatum Brown, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, or Draymond Green, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, and De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. Damn, that's a good list. So those are just those are just potential duos. There we um, go. So, dude, now I feel like you got to lay it down on us, man. I mean, looking at this list, there's a bunch of like fun ones. There's so many. Fun like ones, I man. think De'Aaron Fox and Devontae Sabonis. That's such is a, a fun really duo. Fun That's like a duo. fun young duo, man. And I think why is Harrison Barnes not in that? Oh my gosh! Did you see that efficient game he had? What do you have? Thirty-four points. Really? Yeah. I mean, he, he was like eleven for sixteen. I mean, nothing. It's Harrison Barnes I'm city. Not taking anything away. Still can't believe that guy got traded mid-game. That's absolutely absurd. <laughs> Wait, was that's he? Was that when did he get traded? That's when Mavs? he was on the mat. Yeah, like literally played a half, and he just sat. Yeah, like that's, that's crazy, crazy, bro. I mean, he's he's ultra reliable. Like he's yeah. HB's awesome. He's, he's solid. Big, I mean, he I disappeared mean, in the 2016 finals, but yeah, with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. he was horrible. Um, but like obviously he's not. He's not in this duo conversation. No, but, he's not. I mean, De'Aaron Fox and Dem- I just think like that's in terms of watchability, that's amazing duo. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think they're on my Mount Rushmore. If I were just to quickly throw out probably my. Mount Rushmore, Mount, my Mount Mushroom, my Mount Rushmore. I mean, Jokic and Murray have to be number yeah. one in my eyes. Yeah, 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 I feel like that's borderline indisputable because just coming off the championship. But like, obviously, I'm open to other takes with that. No, yeah, and I'm then not with that. I'm really out on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Like, so just am from I. Health standpoint, so am I. Um, I think Giannis and Lillard. I mean, it's always tough picking a duo that hasn't played many games together, but like. I just think looking back after this season's over, like well, that's yeah. gonna be like, oh my god! Like, I mean, it's a dangerous duo. I mean, it's like in, it's like literally the pure definition of inside and outside. Yeah, I, I just love, I just love how they, the pieces fit there. Yeah, and no, like, totally. They complement each other perfectly. So I think those are my locks for in the Mount Rushmore. I feel like you guys would probably have similar takes. And then after that, I think it can you know be up for a lot of debate. Like maybe Brown and Tatum are in there. Um, I really like Durant Booker though. That's but just Durant yeah. like, with the hell stuff. But I, I'm gonna let you guys speak. But yeah, for me, like no, I'll hop in. That's a really solid list. Giannis I feel Lillard, like yeah, those are my. I feel like for me, you got to start off with Jamal and the Joker. Yeah, I mean they're coming off a championship, dominant postseason run, swept LA, gave Jimmy and Bam that work in the finals. I'm gonna also go with Damon Giannis. I know the sample size is small, but I mean that that duo is really truly pick your poison. Like, imagine having to guard a pick and roll with Damon Giannis. Yikes. And then I'm going to go with KD and D-Book, two elite scores. And they got Bradley Beal, too. I mean, that's going to be – that's a defensive nightmare right there. Um, And then finally, I got to show love to this guy because he's probably my favorite player in the league. He is my lock screen. Jimmy and Bam Adebayo. There you go. There you go. Had a great postseason run last year. I mean, they ran into a very dominant Nuggets team. 
Jimmy's also the ultimate troll, rocking the emo haircut. The fact that like that's his graphic for like the whole season is awesome. Um, but yeah, that's my Mount Rushmore. All right, so I'm gonna come in here a little hot. I'm gonna go number one. First off, is Dame and Giannis. I just think that duo is unguardable. You're not gonna get a better duo on offense and on defense, kinda with uh, with Giannis. He's kind of carrying the boat on that one. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard because when healthy, I think they are just unbelievable. That tandem, you're going to get one guy maybe ball dominant at the start, but then you can just flip the script and go to the next guy. And it's just guys that are unguardable. You have to have a primary defender on one of those guys. The other guy is not being guarded by the best defender, and he's just going to go. So they're on mine. I'm going to go with Tatum and whichever other star on that team you want to pick. I think Tatum's MVP caliber this year. So you pair him with Drew, you pair him with Porzingis, you pair him with Jalen Brown. You that's, can make a yeah, duo out of that. That's crazy that they could really pair. You pair them with three of those guys and it works. Yeah, yeah, that's and crazy. it's a good duo. That's a and great then duo. To, I'm gonna give it to the reigning champs as my last one. It's gonna be Jokic and Murray. They're great. Um, as I'm finishing off my take here, I'm just gonna give a little shout. Shout out, Mama Steyer. Happy birthday. Oh, love happy ya. birthday, Mrs. Oh. Ass. Love ya. Wanted to sneak that one in. Let's yeah. go. I love that. I love that. Um, and yeah, that's my that's my Mount Rushmore. That's if I can add a fifth slot, it's going to be mom and papa. There we like go. That, you know? yeah. A wholesome way to end the show. Shot clock's winding down on us, you guys, but hey, that's when we perform the best. Shout out to the Chop Shop guys, Johnny G and Steyer, for coming on to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in to this segment of the pod. Have a great rest of your Friday, and uh, go Badgers. Yeah, thank you, Ish. Go Badgers. Thanks, Ish. Uh-huh.